Welcome to On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by Review Maxer. Hello and welcome to On Top of PR. I'm your host, Jason Mudd with Axia Public Relations. Today, we are joined by Scott Miller. Uh, Scott, welcome to the show. Jason, thank you for the invite, the spotlight, and the platform. Looking forward to our conversation today. Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here too. And today we're talking about marketing mess to brand success. And uh, for our audience, Scott Miller has more than 25 years experience as a chief marketing officer and executive VP of business development at Franklin Covey. Um, you currently serve as a senior advisor where you develop the firm's speakers bureau, as well as the publication of podcasts, webcast, and books. And you are also a best-selling author of Mess to Success series. Uh, so with that, Scott, thank you and welcome. Hey, my pleasure, man. Looking forward to it. So um, you speak regularly on behalf of uh, Franklin Covey, and um, you know this is a regular topic for you. And um, you have a special offer for our, our audience also. Is that right? I do. So I've written numerous books. They're kind of behind me. Uh, onto my fifth book launching this year. I host the world's largest weekly leadership podcast called On Leadership with Scott Miller. And the offer you're referring to is the second book in the Mess of Success series, which those of you who are watching today is the green book behind me, uh, Marketing Master Brand Success. If you want to connect with me on LinkedIn and send me your shipping address, I'll mail you a copy of the cards that I use and all of my keynote speeches. Each of the 30 challenges that are focused on that book, it comes in a card deck, um, both print and or digital, but I'm happy to send you a copy of the card deck that comes in a little sleeve here. I'm throwing cards around, but <laughs> you send me your shipping address and I'll mail you a deck of cards. Well, that sounds like a great offer. And so they can find you at LinkedIn at Scott Jeffrey Miller. That's right. All right. Well, before we start asking people to do that, let's let's earn it. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, uh, your book, um, uh, Marketing Mess to Brand Success? Sure. So the first book I wrote was called Management Mess, to leadership success. That's the dark blue book behind me, 30 challenges okay. to become the leader you would follow. And after a nearly 30 year career in the leadership development industry, working for Franklin Covey, which is arguably the most influential leadership firm in the world, founded by Dr. Stephen R. Covey of the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I decided to write a book about my own leadership and management troubles, my messes and my successes. The book became a bestseller and so the second book in that Mess to Success series was Marketing Mess to Brand Success, 30 Challenges to Build the Brand Really You Want. And as the chief marketing officer for the Franklin Covey Company, a global public company where I was responsible for brand, public relations, all of our thought leadership, I decided to write a similar book of all of the marketing challenges that people in public relations and branding and marketing and messaging, advertising, even in sales, face in their career. The books are funny, they're they're witty, they're fast reads. And I share a lot of my challenges in the hopes that people who are in public relations and branding and marketing can learn from the remarkable experience I've had leading a global brand, a global public company with uh, you know worldwide um, offices and, and reach. So uh, the books, like I said, are uh, are funny and witty, and I hope they're also relevant to people in both leadership and sales and marketing careers. Well, the Franklin Covey definitely has a strong brand and a great reputation. And uh, how many books have you written so far, Scott? So I've uh, written two books in the Mess of Success series. Uh, another book I wrote over here is called Everyone Deserves a Great Manager, Six yeah. Critical Practices to 
um, leading a team that become a Wall Street Journal bestseller. And then the ones on the end, on this end down here is called Master Mentors by HarperCollins. That's a book I write annually. I've written two of them. And that is basically 30 transformative insights from our greatest minds. I pick 30 of, I think, the most influential interviews from the podcast I host called On Leadership with Scott Miller. And I write a short story about that guest and one insight that I learned from them also has become a bestseller. And uh, volume two launches in 2022 and volume three of a 10 volume series launches, or sorry, in 2022, there'll be a volume coming out every year for 10 years highlighting ultimately 300 master mentors, all of which have appeared on the On Leadership podcast that I host for Franklin Covey. Oh, Scott, that sounds awesome. Congratulations on your success there. Thank you. So let's talk about marketing mess to brand success. Um, uh, our audience, as we talked about a little bit earlier, is typically you know a chief marketing officer, chief communications yeah. officer yeah. at a regional, yeah. national, or global company. Yeah. And so uh, what are we going to help them accomplish during our time together? Well, I think to recognize that, you know, all of us are going to have marketing messes. All of us are going to have communication messes. The key is to own them, learn from them, teach through them. Mm -hmm. When you own your mess, you make it safe for others to own theirs. Doesn't every leader wish their team owned all their mistakes and their messes? And so I think we can review some of the 30. I picked 30. Um, each of the messes success books, I have 30 messes. The next book is job mess to career success and then communication mess to influence success. So mm -hmm. the theme and the, if you will, kind of red thread across all of them are 30 challenges that everybody in a marketing career faces. You can pick any of them or I can pick a few and go deep into them. Yeah. Okay. So let's pick a few of your favorites. You know, um, I think the first one, ironically, the first challenge is called it's the customer stupid. Okay. I say that just because, of course, it's based on the Clinton-Gore campaign back right. in 1992. It's the economy stupid. And it's just a, an important reminder that it's easy for all of us to get caught up in our own company's issues, our mission, our values, our EBITDA, our third quarter results, when every marketer understands it's all about the customer. And mm -hmm. you have to sometimes you know, summon an unnatural level of resilience to Yes. Be in the customer's court to understand what is their circumstance. What are they thinking about? What is the problem they're trying to solve? Not what is the challenge you're trying to solve for your company? Use their language. Use their acronyms. I have some great stories in the book on how easy it is to get sucked into, obviously, your company's priorities. When, and when you're in marketing and public relations, you need to be oftentimes the sane voice of the marketplace and mm -hmm. to represent them back in your organizations meetings and how often are you talking about the customer are you actually yeah. right you should keep track of how many meetings are about your supply chain or your product launch versus how many are about the customer's problems right scott i love that and i thank you for having th that be one of your first ones because that's the thing we're talking about all the time is you know the spotlight should be on the audience yes. right not on the company yeah. shouldn't be we've been in business 20 years we have this many employees right. we have this many locations no one cares, right? No one. And, well, you and, care. Yeah. And the owner cares, right? Yeah. And that's exactly right. Yeah. Donald Miller, the famous marketing mind that wrote many books, including Build a Story Brand, says yep. most people's messaging is like a cat chasing a rat in a wind chime factory. To your point, <laughs> no one cares why you're in business right. or how many locations, you know, when right. it's time to, you know, expand with you, they might care, but that's not part of why they're right. hiring you. That's Trust right. Trust me. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I love that. And, you know, the idea is that obviously your job is to help, as you said earlier, is to help solve their problems. And if it happens to be through your company, so be it. But, you know, shift the spotlight onto them. And yeah, uh, Don, well, Don Miller and uh, StoryBrand is something that we actively practice here as well. So I'm glad. Donald Miller is one of the 30 mentors in my book, Master Mentors. Oh, good. Excellent. Yeah. And um, let's see, I heard you just got done uh, doing a recording with Mel Robbins and I shared a keynote stage with her at uh, Grant, Grant Cardone's first 10X. Yes, um, yes. Um, You're legit. You're legit, <laughs> man. That's awesome. Yeah, Your yeah. clients thanks. should know that. Yeah, I interviewed Grant Cardone just two weeks ago. Both of them are far are powerhouses, right? Yeah. Fire. So what an honor for you yeah. to be on the, on the stage with them. That's yeah. Great. They're good people. Good friends. Yeah. So yeah. Well, Scott, um, what's the, what's the next uh, item we want to talk about? You know, I might actually go to challenge two, okay. which is, you know, marketing is not just a division. I could skip around a lot and perhaps we will with mm -hmm. time gives us, but, um, Everybody in your organization is in public relations. Everybody right. is in marketing, not just those who are in marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody is an ambassador for your brand. They should be trained and they should be advised of the responsibility of how they are a brand ambassador for your company, no matter how large or how small. Mm -hmm. You know, and marketing and public relations have changed so much, right? No longer is PR in the business of calling up reporters and just trying to press or, or you know, place news articles. Right. There are no reporters anymore. There's no <laughs> newsrooms, right? PR, of course, has gone so far beyond what was the traditional role PR played. And many times right. now it's, you know, crisis control or mm -hmm. brand management, but it's around writing books and articles and creating thought leadership and being on podcast and, right. and actually educating the marketplace. I think public relations new job really is out there is helping to understand what is your organization's expertise and why should clients in the marketplace care? Mm -hmm. Everybody's in PR, not yeah. just the public relations leader. Everybody's in marketing. So I think it's vital that you understand that if everyone is an ambassador for your firm and for your brand, they need to be well, pardon me, well educated on what mm -hmm. is the value proposition, whether they're in finance or whether they're in marketing, whether they're in sales, whether they're in product yeah. development. That don't yeah. just think marketing owns marketing. Everyone yeah. owns marketing. It's interesting. So we're back to the, you know, who cares outside your four walls of your company, right? What's the value for them uh, when you're communicating? And, and I'm with you. I think everybody is in a PR, in a marketing, in a customer service. And as we mentioned, Grant Cardone earlier, you know, uh, I, he, I learned from him years ago. Uh, he and I were talking and he said, you know, everybody's in sales, right? Whether you're selling as an engineer that this is the safest right. plan, or yeah. if you're selling as, you know, a, a, a technician, you're assuring that customer that you know what you're doing, and you've got the credentials. And so, right. you know, I, and so you're every day you're selling, whether it's to convince your employer that you should keep your job or it's to get a customer to buy or it's to get somebody to stay with your organization or persuade someone to partner with you. There's a lot of options out there. Yeah, nicely said. You're exactly right. Everybody's in sales, whether your title says it or not, whether you That's resist right. it or yeah. not, whether you say I hate, whether you say I hate selling. Yep. Well, then you probably aren't a very good salesperson. You need to well, learn that skill. And good sales is helping people, is what I always say too, right? You're not persuading someone; you're helping someone. So, I heard Jason once. Someone else said this. It wasn't me. They said the best salespeople aren't those that have memorized their second quarter revenue goal. It's the ones that have memorized their clients second quarter revenue mm -hmm. goal. And they're focused yeah. on helping their client achieve yeah, their revenue goal. It's a great mindset to have no yeah. matter what role in sales you have is, are you focused on your stakeholders goals, not just your own? 
Right, right. Well, let's focus on one more item before we go to our quick break, Scott. Sure. I'd say challenge 10 is called augment your business acumen. Okay. Whether you are a marketing or advertising professional, whether you are a public relations professional, you need to understand what is your company's money-making model. I once interviewed a woman who was the chief people officer for a large company, Pluralsight, a large technology training company. Her name was Anita Grantham. And I was hosting at the time a radio program on iHeartRadio called Great Life, Great Career with Scott Miller. And I interviewed her about the culture, about training and learning, but her ability to describe in detail their product and their value proposition and their margin and how they solved problems for customers was remarkable. You would have thought she was the chief innovation officer or the right. chief spokesperson. I mean, this chief people officer mm-hmm. knew this company's business model inside and out. So if you're on this side of the business, the marketing, branding, innovations, public relations, advertising side, you've got to make sure you understand your money, your business, your business's money-making model, the five parts of business, margin, cash, velocity, customers, and growth. How does your customer, how does your, how does your company make profit? What are your profit margins? Can you articulate your company's value proposition, whether it's highly technical or not? Mm -hmm. I think this is an area that people in public relations and marketing find themselves a little bit in over their heads as they know how to market, but they don't deeply understand the business of their company's business. So if you can't read a P&L, that's not a problem. Go learn. If you don't understand the difference between a balance sheet and, you know, your um, cash flow statement, you need to learn that and you need to understand really how does your company earn cash? Because the closer you are to the cash, Mm -hmm. the more likely your job is going to be secure. Yeah, it's like talking about the difference between a cost center and a profit center. You want to yep. position yourself as a profit center for the organization. That's right. And for our audience, uh, John Heard Kirschman has been on our show before. He's a former executive with General Electric. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I learned uh, in talking to him is this idea when he takes over, he comes into a new role as a senior leadership role in a PR corporate communications department. He interviews each person, you know, mm-hmm. each uh, each employee in that department. And one of the first questions he asks him is, how does this organization make money? And yes. if they struggle to answer that, yeah. that's a red flag for him. Yeah. The second question is, okay, and how, how, now that we know how the company makes money, what does your job do to that's contribute right. to that? That's and right. if they can't figure that out, that's another red flag. And so he's yeah. asked people point yeah. blank, so you're in charge of a newsletter that goes to the company employees. What does that do for the company and yeah. help its top line, bottom right. line, et cetera? Right. Right. And a lot of times they're like, well, the newsletter is really pretty and it's always AP style and it's always grammatically correct and it presents well and it's beautiful when printed. He's like, that's great, but how does it help the company make money? That's exactly right. And, and sometimes it's not their fault for not knowing. Yeah. Their leader may have been disconnected or protected sure. them from you know, the business side of the business. So yeah. it's your job. It's incumbent upon you as the leader to make sure you educate your team on yeah. what is your company's money-making model and how do you directly contribute to that, or if not directly, support someone else who does. Yes, and that's the building block to a, uh, say, a marketing or corporate communications PR professional, being able to measure the outcome of and the output of their successes, right? So if you can't align with the business's objectives, whether that's profit or revenue or retention of employees or whatever, if you're not lining up with that and you're measuring completely different things, no wonder you don't have a seat in the boardroom. And not everything can be measured, right? I mean, if you're a chief marketing officer or director of marketing, don't tell me how many impressions this magazine will reach or, you know, you can't deposit impressions in the bank. 
and fund payroll offices. That's offices. true. <laughs> and not everything can be measured. Yeah. And most business leaders understand that. But the more you can do to constantly tweak and tighten and align everything you're doing with the company's money-making model, that will be seen and felt and heard. Yeah. And if it's ever in question, you'll be given the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Let's hope so, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Scott, with that, we're going to take a quick break and come back with more from uh, Scott Miller from Franklin Covey on the other side. So stay with us. You're listening to On Top of PR with your host, Jason Mudd. Jason is a trusted advisor to some of America's most admired and fastest growing brands. He is the managing partner at Axia Public Relations, a PR agency that guides news, social, and web strategies for national companies. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to On Top of PR. We're joined by Scott Miller of Franklin Covey, and he's going through some of his tips to uh, move from a marketing mess to brand success. And we're checking out these cards that he has. Uh, so, uh, Scott, we're going to talk about number 15, which I believe is uh, friend your competition. Tell us more about that. Sure. So you might not think this is a marketing or public relations title, but I really think it's a new leadership competency. Gone are the days from the 70s and 80s and 90s where your value proposition was you know, trashing your competition or talking about their weaknesses. That's just so passe, right? No one's doing that now. There's enough for everyone. Great public relations and marketing people have an abundance mentality, not a, not a scarcity mentality. Mm -hmm. Right. And so friending your competition is just that. It's making sure that you're understanding and building mutually beneficial and trustworthy relationships with your counterparts in your competition. That doesn't mean you're divulging any company secrets. Of course not. You have a fiduciary responsibility to your company, but you're learning from them. What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Where are they finding success? Where are they struggling? Mm -hmm. And then sharing with them appropriate things as well. Of course, there are boundaries. You should make sure your leader knows you're doing this. But some of the biggest successes I've had in my own marketing career as a CMO, I've come from meeting with CMOs of other fiercely competitive firms in the marketplace, we're all friendly, of course, and mm -hmm. they have strengths and we have strengths and they do different things than we do. But that's been really valuable to me to build those relationships because it's a small world and mergers yeah. and acquisitions are more and more frequently. So it's just important to keep your network strong, but also to learn from people who are doing similar things than uh, you are. It might be different industries. So if yeah. you're in healthcare, go friend someone over in, you know, the pharma business or a perhaps at home construction, because the principles of marketing, the principles of advertising and public relations are the same, regardless of your industry or company. You just have to tweak them and apply them to your own brand. Scott, I completely agree with you. And, and I was just going to add the same thing. Some of the benefits that we're talking about here are just like being in a PR agency environment. We have clients in certain industries who have already addressed certain regulatory or challenges that are just now impacting a different industry. Yeah. So we bring that body of knowledge and experience to the table yeah. and that insight. In addition, like you said, um, you know, if you're going to get acquired, right, if your company's going to get acquired, there's a good chance you're getting acquired by a competitor, right? Yep. Uh, yep. So you may as well start extending that olive branch yep. right now. And I'm with you. Uh, you know, I think the, the, the internet and web 2.0, when we started getting more collaborative uh, in community with one another is when you start to see companies actually work together yep. to advance the industry right. as opposed to butting heads and not right. uh, working together. So that's right. I'm it's with probably you. more fierce in certain industries, but that doesn't yeah. mean you still cannot friend your competition and have an olive branch to understand mm -hmm 
where the industry is going and where are they headed and what's working for them. Some of my best friendships have also come from these relationships where I've friended my peer in a competitive industry or in a competitive company in the same industry. And it sure is nice to say, hey, we're seeing X, Y, and Z. Are you seeing it too? That's and they exactly say, right. They That's say right. we are, and then you commiserate together. That's but then exactly the two, right. Two of you are stronger, yeah. right? Stronger together yeah. uh, to go through it that way than, than doing it on your yeah. own. And, and what's the cliche? You know, a rising tide floats all boats, right? Well said. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to talk about number 17, hire smarter people who are smarter than you. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. So this one, of course, is probably a leadership principle, but it certainly applies in marketing and public relations. And that is, you know, your job as the leader, if in fact you are, is not to be the smartest person in the room. No one wants to work with or for the smartest person in the room. And to quote Liz Wiseman, of course, my dear friend who wrote the book, Multipliers, I think the best leadership book in publication, your job is not to be the genius, but rather the genius maker of others. So if you're the chief marketing officer or the VP of marketing or public relations, your job is to go out and find the most talented people you can, people who perhaps are even more talented than mm-hmm. you are. It's a right. big lesson I learned as the CMO of Franklin Covey. I couldn't possibly be the expert in SEO or marketing automation or Salesforce integration or, you know, gosh, any number of new technology stacks or decks that I was constantly being overwhelmed by. Right. I couldn't understand everything everywhere. I had to check my ego yeah. and recognize that my job is to both recruit and retain the most talented people in my space and make sure that they have the culture and the red tape, you know, uh, built up and cut away for them to go do their job. So this is a great reminder to everyone that your job is not to know everything. Your job is to recruit and be a magnet for people that do and be very comfortable when their knowledge is more in depth than yours and raise them up. Say, actually, you know, Charlie is the expert on this. I'm going to defer to him because he knows vastly more than I do and be comfortable with that because your value does not come from you knowing everything. It comes from you being able to admit, I don't understand that. Teach me about that. People want to work for that kind of leader. Uh, EJ McKnight is a motivational speaker. And uh, years ago, I remember I learned from him, hire smart people and get out of their way. And I've applied that. That was very early in my career and I've applied it throughout my career, right? Hire the best people you can find, make you know smarter people than you are and then get out of their way and let them be achievers. And Jason, it takes a mature person. I, I don't know that that was my competency in my 20s and 30s and quite frankly, some of my 40s. I thought my job was to be the expert <laughs> right. in most things. Yeah. And I think I confused the fact that although the buck stopped with me as the CMO, right. ultimately I was responsible for sure. you know the success or failures of our team. Right. That didn't mean that I had to be the smartest or the most creative or the most talented or the most you know, well-spoken or the best writer on everything. I had to model great behaviors, Mm -hmm. but you had to summon a level of maturity to realize that your job is to achieve results with and through other people. Yes. Yeah. And once that becomes your mindset, then you coach and you build capability and you're comfortable Mm -hmm. surrounding yourself with people who are noticeably more talented than you are. Yeah, when I'm advising clients, just like you're describing, right? They th- sometimes they think they have to know it all, and instead, like you said, they've got to have the ownership and accountability and responsibility for producing the results. But at the end of the day, they need to surround themselves with experts who can get the job done. They need to understand a little bit, right? So they know, uh, make sure their BS meter is on, and they're not, you know, being misled, right? right? But, at, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, I was advising a chief marketing officer, and he was telling us how he, you know, he's telling me how he's doing all these very micro activities. 
And I was like, if your current PR agency is expecting you to do that as the chief marketing officer, something's wrong either on your end or their end with that relationship. So yeah. you got to, you know, as Tim Ferriss says, uh, delegate, automate, or excuse me, eliminate, delegate, automate. And then I add to that and then verify, right? Yeah, verify well, it's actually being done. Yeah, nicely so, done. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So, Scott, uh, we're, we're running out of time here quickly. I appreciate uh, all that you've shared. Uh, if somebody's motivated and wants to get a hold of you or has a question for you, how do they best reach you? Sure. You can find me on every social media platform, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Find me. Search for Scott Miller. You can subscribe to my podcast on Leadership with Scott Miller. If you go to LinkedIn and connect with me and send me your mailing address, I'll pop a printed copy of the cards for marketing mess and the mail to you. You also can visit my website, scottjeffreymiller.com. All of my podcast episodes are there. My columns for Inc. Magazine, all my blogs, all of the interviews, all my books, all things Scott Miller are at scottjeffreymiller.com. Perfect. And any closing words of wisdom for our audience, Jeff or Scott? You know, I think the number one competency that I'm looking for and everyone I hire, whether they're in sales or marketing or advertising, public relations, is their ability to you know, art articulate their thoughts, to reduce their thoughts to writing. At the end of the day, there's so much digital work going on. You got to hone your writing skills, hone your storytelling skills, be really, Absolutely. be really um, talented at reducing your thoughts succinctly to mm -hmm. writing. So stop watching television, keep reading books and magazines and newspapers and reading uh, as much as you can, because that's what will build your vocabulary. I don't know who it was, but somebody more wise than me once said, you can only think as broad as your vocabulary is deep or vice versa. So hmm. never stop reading. I love podcasting. and I love, you know, your downtime on certain Netflix shows, but I'm a voracious reader in print still. I read mm -hmm. multiple books a week. You can see them. This is, this is, sorry, this side, this is this week's books that have been mailed to me for interviews on the podcast. So I am still very much fond wow. of uh, the print word. So never stop reading because it will absolutely build your ability to think. Um, and, and reduce your thoughts to writing. Writing is still such a valuable competency in business. Well, Scott, we're going to put a link in the episode notes to your books, as well as the multiplier book Thank and you. other resources we've talked about here today. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for the spotlight. Appreciate the time today. Yeah, my pleasure. We're glad to do it. And uh, with that is another episode of On Top of PR. Thank you for tuning in. If you benefited from this episode, please take a moment uh, to make sure that Scott knows that and you reach out to him and take advantage of his cards. I know I am. Uh, but more importantly, if you've enjoyed this episode, take a minute to share it with a friend or a colleague who you think would benefit from the message that, that we shared here today. Uh, they would appreciate it. We would appreciate it as well. And with that, thank you for tuning in and staying on top of PR. I'm your host, Jason Mudd with Axia Public Relations. This has been On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by ReviewMaxer. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And check out past shows at ontopofpr.com. <laughs>